Welcome to Eat Blog Talk, where food bloggers come to get their fill of the latest tips, tricks, and insight into the world of food blogging. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll provide you with the tools you need to add value to your blog, and we'll also ensure you're taking care of yourself because food blogging is a demanding job. Now, please welcome your host, Megan Porta. Food bloggers, hey, are you looking for new ways to make money as a blogger? If so, we have got your back. We have launched an ebook called Conversations on Monetization. Inside this resource, we take your favorite podcast episodes about monetization and we put them all in one easy, accessible package. We threw a few exclusive interviews in as well. Friends, there are so many ways to monetize your food blog. Inside this ebook, we have interviews with success stories like Todd Bullock, Alyssa Brantley, Kelly McNellis, Jenna Carlin, and more. All of these examples have become successful through completely different monetization strategies. Whether you are a brand new blogger looking for your very first revenue stream, or you are a seasoned pro wanting to diversify, this ebook is for you. Go to eatblogtalk.com to grab your copy, and we can't wait to hear your success story with monetization. Hey, food bloggers, welcome to Eat Blog Talk. This podcast is for you, food bloggers wanting value and clarity to help you find greater success in your business. Today, I am so excited to have a chat with Harry from Sorted App, and we are going to talk about hyper-scheduling as a way to add clarity and focus to your day. Harry is the co-founder of the Sorted App. He is a digital nomad, and lately he is learning about photography. Harry, I'm excited to chat with you about this. I love talking about productivity, but first, we all want to hear your fun fact. Yeah, uh, so first, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, fun fact, uh, since we are talking about food here uh, all the time, uh, I want to mention about uh, my love on uh, French toast. So the thing is that uh, when I travel around the world, I try to find the best uh, French toast in town. Sometimes it's even cooked by uh, homemade uh, French toast. So it's not always uh, in the restaurant. Uh, sometimes homemade French toast tastes really good as well. What is your favorite? Where have you been that's like, yes, that was one of my favorite French toasts? I think uh, one of the best is in Tokyo. Ooh, I wouldn't have thought that. That was yeah. surprising. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it is like a breakfast restaurant, and then we went there uh, to have breakfast. Uh, also, the coffee there is pretty good, too. Oh, I love good coffee, and I love good French toast. And I'm sure all the food bloggers listening are like, oh, yeah, Harry, I can show you the best French toast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Bring it on, right? Oh, I'm excited to chat with you. So ever since we scheduled this interview, I've been really eager to have this conversation because my listeners know that I am absolutely obsessed with everything productivity. So this is a great fit for me and also for my audience because food bloggers are always looking to up their productivity game. And in preparation for this talk, I downloaded your app last night and I purposefully did not dig into it because I want you to walk me through it. So I just want to prep you guys, food bloggers, if you're listening, download the app. It's called Sorted App, like S-O-R-T-E-D. 
and get it on your phone because in a little bit, I'm going to have Harry walk us through how to use it, maybe key features and things like that. I'm super excited about digging into it. But first, Harry, before we get to that, why don't you talk through this term that you use, which is hyper-scheduling. What does that mean? And how did you guys come up with that? Or maybe it's a term that's already coined and I just didn't know about it. Um, the term itself, hyper-scheduling, is relatively new and seems like uh, it's currently getting more popular among different communities. Uh, for us, uh, we have our own definition of uh, hyper-scheduling. Uh, to get it started, maybe we can think of it as something like time blocking. I'm sure you know about that. Uh, time blocking in general, you would schedule like four hours of marketing, uh, two hours of accounting. You will have a bigger chunk of time and you will be doing the related stuff during that uh, period of time. Uh, but for hyper-scheduling, we aim to schedule more precise tasks. For instance, it could be having a meeting uh, uh, with uh, the engineering team, or um, sometimes it could be related to your life or family, like uh, I need to pay the bill, pay the phone bill, uh, which takes five minutes to finish. Uh, it is so precise that uh, it has the exact um, work or detail in it. Uh, you know the context about what you need to do uh, within a certain period of time. The other thing is that uh, we aim to make scheduling faster and easier with hyper-scheduling, meaning that when you need some changes or you need to plan out your day, uh, the whole process should be done within a couple of minutes rather than spending a lot of time uh, setting up your time management system. So I think that would be a gist of what hyper-scheduling is. So in a nutshell, it's being super specific with time blocking, correct? Um, you can see it as a more precise version of time blocking. Okay, that makes sense to me. And that's pretty much what I do anyway. I am really clear about what I'm going to be doing. You mentioned like um, accounting or you had a few examples that were just really, really clear and specific. And that is exactly what I do. So I think we're on the same page. Um, so you also mentioned planning should only take a couple of minutes. So when do you recommend doing planning for your day? And how do you do it so fast? So for myself, uh, my own routine, um, which can be, uh, uh, it's not required to have the same routine for everyone. But for myself, I generally plan my day on the night before. So I would look at my own schedule, see what I want to do tomorrow, and then put them to um, tomorrow as a list first. Then the second thing I would prioritize them. Uh, having the more important tasks being on the first item and so on. Uh, next thing, I can use uh, the feature in Sorted, um, the auto schedule feature to uh, allow it quickly plan out the whole day for me. Basically, it will put each task into different time slots 
um, not overlapping each other and also having some buffer time in between so I can get a overview of what I can do and when to do them throughout the day. Then I will just go to sleep and then uh, look at that again tomorrow and basically start uh, the day with that. I love night before planning. I think it's super effective because you can kind of get it in your mind what is going to happen, right? And then the next day you already have an idea. You wake up knowing so you're not like, oh, what am I going to do today? What am I going to dive into night before planning for me is super effective too. Do you recommend planning your week ahead of time or do you just go day by day? I always go day by day. But also there are some cases like I know this particular task that has time boundary. Basically, I cannot do it earlier or do it later. There are two kinds, right? Um, the later one is the general deadline thing. You must do it before some certain time. But there are also cases that you must do it at a particular time. Um, then I would just flow it to that day. Uh, I may already know the specific time uh, to do that. Let's say it's 2 p.m. Uh, that I can do it at 2 p.m. Uh, but there are also cases that I don't know when I want to do it yet. But I only know that I need to do it on that particular day. That I would just throw it into that day and forget about it. When that day comes in, it's just like um, some moving machine uh, and then the day pass by and then it will just bring the task back to you and then you can decide uh, on that day uh, when do you want to work on that or maybe in some cases um, it is not yet relevant, then you can flow it to another day again and uh, uh, think about that when it comes to you. I like that. Yeah, I'm really excited to actually check out the app because I love what you're saying. So before we get there, though, uh, is there anything more about hyper scheduling that you want to explain? I think you did a really good job of explaining it, but I didn't want to go on unless you were done with that. Yeah, so initially we were thinking um, or oh, maybe like a bit history behind why we built this. Okay. So uh, at the very beginning, uh, like many other people, we tried a lot of uh, productivity apps in the market. Uh, for myself, they include like to-do lists, um, calendars, or some other look-ticking apps. But then none of these really stick with me. And we have been looking for another way to uh, improve this whole process. Uh, one thing is that uh, we want to reduce the stress uh, over time. Like uh, many to-do lists would just create a lot of stress because they tend to become longer and longer. And uh, the primary reason behind that is that uh, it, the lack of commitment. They didn't help you to uh, find certain time to work on those tasks. Um, you didn't commit in doing that. So those lists get longer and longer. And after some time, uh, we think that uh, scheduling is the way to do. However, the traditional scheduling methods are like a chore. Um, you cannot do them quickly and easily. So that's how we uh, come up with this concept of hyper scheduling. 
so that you can do the whole process in a really quick way and easy way. So you mentioned to-do lists, and I I mean, everyone listening probably understands that concept because I constantly have an ongoing to-do list, and I do get in those ruts where I just keep adding to it, and then I keep looking at it and thinking, well, I'm never going to get that done. When is that going to get done? And so it becomes more of a frustration point than, than it is helpful. Do you believe that your app actually eliminates to-do lists? It is not exactly eliminating to-do lists, uh, but it's a way to help you in doing those tasks. Um, the reason behind is that uh, once you schedule your tasks into your day, uh, there are several elements in it, right? Uh, you have um, a time to do it, and also you will estimate the duration for doing that. That means you are committing in doing that task. When you go through your day, you look at your schedule, you follow uh, what's in there, and then you work on them. That's how uh, the app and the concept helps you in uh, doing them rather than just keeping a longer and longer list. That makes sense. So really, lack of commitment to a to-do list is the culprit of not completing the tasks, and your app helps you commit to completing the tasks on your to-do list. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I think that will resonate with people because (laughs) I have like, let's see, looking at my list, six items that I'm really not committed to finishing today, and I'm pretty sure they will not get done because of that. Can I just ask you, is it, it is free, correct, Harry? Yeah, it is free. Uh, we recently changed it to a free app where everyone can uh, download it and get started using it. Uh, this is the experience and the learnings over the past, say, six years. We have been on the App Store for six years and after 1.5 million downloads, we learn a lot from our customers. A lot of our users are students, for instance, and they really want to use the app, but they could not uh, and do not have uh, income yet. So they are not sure whether they want to spend uh, some money in buying the app. So we choose to offer them for free. Uh, They can use it forever. Later on, if they think uh, they are in need of our pro features, they can get into the pro level at any time. And it's also a one-time purchase. So it makes everyone easier to start. And uh, if they are able to support us, uh, they can always uh, opt in to uh, get to the pro level. In order to make it work, uh, there are three uh, strategies uh, that we built into the app. And also, that's part of how hyper-scheduling works. Uh, With these three points in mind, it would be uh, also a lot easier to get started in using it. So the three things uh, would be be, uh, unified, effortless, and flexible. And I can explain a little bit on each of them. For unified, uh, we want to uh, schedule the tasks alongside your calendar events in a unified timeline. The reason behind is that we may have meeting events or some other like recording podcasts or maybe some other things on the calendar. We are 
we are also having some other tasks that we may be able to do it at any time uh, of your own preference. If you put the two things together, meaning that you have one big picture for your everything, so it is more focused and you don't need to uh, use multiple apps, multiple views in order to find the everything about your day. Yeah, for the effortless, yep, the second thing, um, we think that uh, doing task management or your day planning, it shouldn't be spending too much time in managing the system. It should be as simple and quick as possible. Uh, we have some features built in, like the auto schedule I mentioned earlier. The way to do it is basically just two taps away. Uh, you click auto schedule and then it will plan out the full day for you. You don't need to arrange each of your uh, tasks uh, to a particular time one by one. That is so nice. I'm excited to learn more about the auto, auto schedule and to see if that's a good fit. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about this as we look at the app. But what if I have meetings for two hours? I can set those, right? And then just auto schedule around it? Exactly. Uh, that's the purpose of uh, auto schedule. It basically helps you to fit your tasks into uh, your availability of the day. Um, and this only is just two taps away. You don't need to do it uh, one by one manually. All right. And then what about the third word that you mentioned? Yep. The third one is uh, flexible. We know that uh, things don't always go as planned. Uh, your day may have some accidental changes or some new ideas coming in. So we want to be able to make changes and adapt throughout the day. This is about uh, the thing flexible. Yeah, because uh, flexibility is huge. So it's not like set in stone. If you don't get this all done, your phone's not going to explode or anything. Because real realistically, we all do need to be a little bit flexible. Yeah, so unified, effortless, and flexible are all words that resonate with me and I'm sure others listening. So those are great. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say on those before we dive into the app? Yeah, I think uh, that's it for now. And let's dive in. All right. Would you mind walking me through it? So I just opened it. I have it on my phone. It's synced with my calendar, which is amazing. So I see uh, the interview I'm doing with you is on here. I have one after this. A few other things I have scheduled. So anything, I'll just let you take it from here. Sure. So to start with, uh, you already see some events in it because you already turned on the calendar integration. We help you to bring in the events from your native calendar into Sorted. Uh, it can be multiple calendars, or you can just choose uh, which calendars to show uh, in the settings. Let's say you are having, uh, I assume, uh, you may have your personal calendar, your uh, podcast calendar, or maybe some other work calendars as well. And then now you may have some other tasks in mind that you put inside to sort it already. I haven't put anything in. So how do I input a task? Is it um, the 
top three dots or how oh i see sorry it's the red giant red plus button yeah there are multiple ways <laughs> yeah okay uh, the one at the bottom right uh the uh, plus button would be the easiest way uh you can edit uh by start typing uh the title of your task uh to start with uh just a quick reminder here uh when that task you have some extra information that um is related to the task. You can also also put notes in it by just tapping uh, return uh, on the keyboard. The notes part is quite powerful. Um, you can put, uh, say, chat boxes into it, or you can put some markdown text like bold, uh, italic, highlight, and so on. They will help you to provide the enough uh, information about this task. And in some cases, if taking a picture uh, would be helpful, you can also add an image attachment or file attachment in this note session as well. That is helpful. I'm glad you're talking me through this because I don't know that I would have thought to enter. But yeah, I'm just writing notes. And then at the very bottom of that entry, you can type in duration. So I just tapped duration. And I'm going to put like one hour. Done. Okay, so that is sitting in my magical place here in my app. Yeah, with that duration, you already kind of um, estimate the time needed for doing this task. But maybe at this point, you didn't set any uh, starting time yet, which is fine. We are basically bring dumping the ideas into it, and then we can do the auto-scheduling uh, a bit later on. So I'm just going to put a few things in here that I do know I have to do today. And then I want you to show me how to auto schedule. Okay, I have two tasks along with a handful of meetings. And I think that's probably going to take up a good portion of my day. So now how do I do the auto schedule? Okay, exciting time. Let's go. <laughs> so auto schedule actually was... Uh, in a few different ways. Let's uh, start with an easy one. In Sorted, uh, the current auto-schedule feature mainly applies to your tasks. It didn't affect the events at the moment, but we are planning to add that in the future. For uh, auto-scheduling tasks, to start with, you can tap the top right three dot button, and there is an auto-schedule uh, feature in it, then you will see, yep, then you should be able to see an interface about some quick settings about auto schedule. Oh, right. So you can type a duration. So if I want to be done working at 5 p.m., I can just note that here. Correct. So it's like the time frame that you want to be working in or doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. So there are a few settings uh, altogether. Uh, because the audience may not be seeing it at the, at the moment. Uh, so let me explain. Uh, there is a starting time, meaning that uh, when would you want to auto-schedule for your whole day? So typically for myself, I may be starting my work at 9 a.m. every morning. Then I will keep my 9 a.m. as the starting time. If your current time is 
later in the day right now, uh, it may show your current time instead. Then there is... So if I'm scheduling for tomorrow, I can predetermine what time. But right now I'm starting at 10.30, so it's just going to show that. Exactly. And then uh, by tapping next on iPhone, or if you are using the Mac version, it is in the same interface. You will be able to see two additional settings. One is about buffer, and then the other is about the default duration. The buffer is for the auto schedule to keep some buffer time in between tasks so that after finishing each one, you get to take a rest, get some water, and so on. So we help you to create those buffer time in between tasks here as well. And for the duration, it only applies if you didn't set a you didn't set a duration to each task. So we will assume a certain duration for you. After setting these up, it's time to click the start button and then let auto schedule work for you. So after running that, you should be able to see this. First of all, the tasks will not be overlapping with your events. So that means tasks go between events. And then the other thing is that now the tasks have their own starting time within your day. What if I want to create a new event that is not in my calendar? Can I set a specific time for it? Or do I have to have it in my calendar in order to have it stay where it's at? You can also create an event from within Sorted. So basically, the same place to start with, uh, the bottom right uh, plus button. And then at the top, you will be seeing uh, on the right side, the events. Then you can type in your event name. You can also set the starting time by tapping the date there in the middle. So actually you can set the starting time for tasks and events. Uh, but this way, of course, it will be slower because you are doing it uh, one by one. And it would be just similar to your traditional uh, calendar apps. Yeah, right. So it would make more sense probably just to go into your calendar and put it there. Is there a way to quickly sync? You can just pull down on your screen for it to sync or how does that work? For the events part, meaning they are sitting inside the calendars, we basically just sync it right away to the native calendar. So the native calendar holds your event information. So I, if I added something for today, once I was already seeing it in the app, I could still get it to show up. That's for the calendar event part. Maybe that was a really yeah. dumb question. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, that's for the calendar event part. And in contrast, our tasks sit inside Sorted. So that means if you create a task, it only shows up within Sorted. But you can use iCloud Sync to sync the content between devices, like to another iPad or to your Mac. Okay, so this interface is also available on desktop, so I could sync between the two? That's true. We recently launched our Mac app uh, back in December, uh, two months ago. That's awesome. Okay, good. I, I will probably use the two together because sometimes I'm at my computer and it's just easier to do to record there and sometimes it's easier here. I use, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Toggle, but I use that for time tracking once in a while. And I do that same exact thing where I'm sometimes just here and it's easier and they sync all the time. So every time I make a change in one place, it shows up in the other. So it sounds like that's kind of the same thing. 
Yeah, me too. Uh, I use Toggle a lot to oh, see cool. how much I work uh, for myself. Yes, me too. It's constant improvement and um, a way to see exactly what I'm working on. And I always, every time I do it, I come away with insights about things that I'm doing too much of or too little of. And it's, yeah, I always tell people to try it. If you haven't done time logging, you should definitely try it. Yep. It's also good to constantly review uh, for yourself on what did you do, how much time you spend on doing such things. Uh, we are also promoting to do some review kind of things in Sorted as well. Oh, cool. After going through your day, you may have your task finished. You may have your events finished. That means you can check off them in Sorted. And after days, you can basically go back uh, on a daily basis to see what you did on a particular day, or you, you can go into the history mode to see uh, in terms of a longer list. Then you can see the chronological order of what you did. Oh, I love that you guys have a history so you can look through. So that basically is like time logging. You can look back and see exactly what you spent your time on. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, right, more or less. I mean, it's not exactly the same thing, it doesn't sound like, but... Very similar. So once I do have a task that I've finished, how do I check it off? Do I pull, swipe to the right or just tap on it or what? Yeah, you exactly nail it. You can just swipe it to the right to complete it or simply tap the checkbox on the left. Cool. That's really easy. And then I notice there's a little icon to the right of each task. Yeah. Um, I have terrible vision, but I think it's like a little note paper or something. If you tap that, it looks like the details about that task just pop up, right? Yeah, actually, uh, there is nothing <laughs> by tapping on that little icon. It's just a indication that you have notes inside it. So early on, we put some notes into your task, right? But some tasks like paying phone bill, you may not be having the note information in there. Then you just put the title in the task, and then that task will not have that little note icon. So the way it works is that um, for any task, if you want to see the detailed information, meaning the notes or the other attachments that you included early on, you can tap on basically anywhere of the task to expand it and then see the detail in it. I see. Yes, that works really well, too. And then if there's a little bell by it, that just means that it's a... Or wait, what does the bell mean? Uh, which one? Okay, does everything have a bell? So on the left side, as you're looking down just the left side of your phone, um, I see the bells. Does that just mean that it's set for a certain time? or? Yeah. So the bell, yeah. So... um. First of all, at the left side, we call it a timeline of your day. For uh, the early one, maybe the first one there, it is showing a bell to you, right? But for some others, it may be showing you a time. Right? So the time basically means the time you want to do that particular task or it is a starting time for a certain event. When it becomes a bell, it means overdue. So it is now past that time. Let's say it may be uh, 10 uh, p.m. now. And then for the 9 p.m. task over there, uh, it will show up as the bell. 
meaning, oh, it's over there. And then you know that uh, you should be doing it or at least take some action about it. Say it can be uh, delaying to uh, deferring them to a later time or even put that to another day. That makes sense. So it's a reminder that you need to figure out your schedule, <laughs> get on your tasks. So actually, yeah, I, I think a quick hint, uh, this is actually bringing into an interesting uh, feature that sort of initially built. So let's say you have uh, two tasks uh, on your schedule right now, right? And then uh, assume that both of them are overdue and you want to defer both of them. Instead of changing the time one by one, there is a quick way to help you uh, changing them flexibly. So ready? Here we go. So you can start by using uh, our patent gesture. You start by uh, on the first item, swipe from the right to left, and then keep your finger on the phone and then swipe down to see that another item. So swipe from right to left. Oh, so it selects both, correct? Yeah, okay. exactly. So it is a quick way to help you selecting multiple items. We call this gesture uh, magic select. After selecting them, you can defer uh, the selected items all together. By, uh, do you see a time ruler showing up on the left on top of the time that we were mentioning? You can uh, swipe down on the time ruler, then you should be able to see the time changing. So I'm, okay, so uh, let me try that again. So I have them both selected, and then I go to the bottom where the three dots are, or am I? Uh, you just swipe on the time ruler. Scroll the time ruler. Oh, I scroll it. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I got you yeah. now. That yeah. is cool. That's very handy. So you, once you have them selected, you just put your thumb on the ruler on the left and swipe up and down where you want them to be moved exactly. to. Exactly. This is what flexible means here, right? Uh, this is a combination of the magic select feature and the time ruler feature. By doing this, you are able to quickly. So the in, the original reason is that uh, you need to defer multiple tasks because you have some uh, sudden meetings or appointments coming up uh, now. Then you can select multiple items using the magic select. And then by scrolling down the time ruler using your thumb, uh, you are able to adjust your schedule quickly altogether. Yeah, you don't have to go into each one and select a time and then figure out. Yeah, that's that's a really great tip. I'm glad you went through that one. So what happens if I delete something and accidentally and I want it back? Yeah, so again, uh, it will be separated into tasks and events. Uh, our original version of Sorted actually just worked on tasks. Uh, we didn't have calendar integration in the really early version. Um, so for the tasks, if you delete them, it, they go into the trash. That means you can recover them from trash. However, if it is the event, uh, you need to be a bit more careful for now. 
because deleting the event will just go away. We are going to improve this part so that events can be recoverable as well. So to go into the trash, you just tap on the three lines on the bottom left and tap trash. And my trash is empty, but I did put something there. So maybe uh, the events, uh, maybe you were deleting the events instead of tasks. Oh, that could be. Okay, so just be really careful not to delete the events. Yeah, just like events in uh, Native Canada app, uh, it is harder to manage for any Canada clients out there. So it's always uh, should be more careful about handling events, especially those events can be a shared event as well, which you have your participants in the event. So generally we try to uh, not uh, touching events as much, but at the same time, we want to make sure they are sitting together in a unified timeline so that you can manage both tasks and events uh, all together in just one interface. Okay. Ooh, and I just saw down at the bottom, if you scroll to the bottom of your task list, you can actually see what you've completed, which I think a lot of people will love because part of the fun about having a to-do list is seeing what you've done, right? So you can tap on that and see everything that you've done for the day. So I love that. That's a great feature. Yeah. Anything you complete will go down to the bottom. Uh, for some other people, they don't want the completed task still clutter their day. They can hide the completed by tapping the little button at the bottom or in between if you are seeing the completed items right now. Okay, that's super cool. So I also noticed you can filter. So can you talk talk us through that a little bit? Filter is really useful when you are having more tasks in your day and you also put in the organization structure into it. For example, we have uh, two concepts here. One is list, the other is tag. For lists, basically you categorize them into bigger categories. For myself, I may have a family as a list, house as a list, or it could be uh, the words related to sorted uh, as a list, or it may be marketing, accounting, etc. For the tags, uh, you can have multiple tags on each task. Usually, uh, like the concept suggested in GTD, uh, getting things done, you can use context as for your tasks, like uh, the location in doing that, uh, your energy level or your importance or priority. You can put multiple tasks to indicate how you uh, label this particular task. So after you have list and test, you can start using filter uh, by list or filter by tag to just show a subset of your task list of the day. That is awesome. And you're talking to food bloggers who very well understand the concept of like categories and tags. So they will for sure understand that. Um, I can see this being very addicting and I'm excited, Harry, to dive into this. This is like right up my alley. Um, is there anything else? So if you 
go to the top right three dots and tap timeline. I notice it just shows you kind of a calendar style view of your day. And then it also shows what you've crossed off. That's really cool. If you're wanting to have a more calendar snapshot, then you can view by task. So you can kind of decide, is there anything else you want to point out? Any tips or features that we haven't covered? Uh, one thing which would be interesting, um, the scenario is that when you put something in your task, as we mentioned earlier, you can put notes into it. The notes can be a checklist. Let's say if I am preparing a recipe and then I can put like the steps and ingredients into it, right? And then after a while, your recipe may grow longer and your checklist inside that task gets too long. And at some point, you may want to break it down into multiple tasks so that you can work on them at different times. Or maybe you simply want to uh, break it down uh, so that uh, you have a smaller list uh, to work with. Then you can uh, use a combination of couple features. One, what I would do is I would first duplicate this task. And then secondly, I can use a feature called uh, reorganize so that you can uh, split them into smaller and more attainable um, uh, subtasks. So how do you do that? You just tap on the task and then what? Yeah, to do that, first you need to expand a certain task with notes in it. And I'm sure you have one here right now. And then inside the expanded wheel, at the bottom right, there is a free dot button. And then inside, you will see the two features that I just mentioned. One is duplicate, the other is reorganize. And we can uh, duplicate is quite straightforward. If simply uh, make a copy of your task. So we can uh, talk more about the reorganize feature here. Then it brings it to the reorganize wheel. In this wheel, first thing you can do is to rearrange the order of those uh, notes session say the checklist inside by simply uh, dragging the nine, the paragraph, and then move it to another position. So you tap and hold, and then you can rearrange. Tap, hold, drag. That's right. And now if you want to have that checklist make into a separate task, basically we split it into another task, you can use the same feature, uh, the same gesture. You drag that checklist to the bottom box. Then you can see a preview of how they are arranging uh, in each uh, future task. So you can basically put multiple check box to the same placeholder at the bottom, or you can put it into another one, depending on how many tasks you are going to split into. Yeah, so the final step is just to tap the done button at the top right, and then it will be split into multiple tasks. 
Really cool, Harry. This is amazing. I am so glad that I found this app. I feel like this is what I need right now. Good timing. This interview was great timing. And we're going into a new year. So I think food bloggers are just looking for ways to organize and plan and actually accomplish the things that they want to on their to-do list, right? Yeah. And uh, I think uh, many people may think about oh, scheduling or even hyper-scheduling maybe. Uh, it sounds stressful somehow, right? Because uh, many people may think, oh, I need to schedule everything and then I need to have a, a strict timeline or plan on how my day works. But actually, it is quite an opposite. Um, so maybe some tips here um, is that uh, for me to start with, I don't always have a rigid schedule to start with. I will basically roughly plan my day by using auto schedule feature or just uh, quickly prioritize them. And then what I would do is after running auto schedule, I would take a look on uh, what it brings it out to me. Maybe I can make some adjustments uh, first before going into the day. And then after this road, taking this routine for a few days, you will start to feel oh, how many tasks you can actually do on every day and then um, what exact duration uh, you may be spending on each task. Then you get to know, oh, actually how many tasks can I be uh, arranged um, in the future? So you get to know, uh, 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 you basically improve over time. Uh, in the way of doing hyper-scheduling. That is a great way to approach it because when you think of scheduling and planning, a lot of people get turned off by that, quote, rigid <laughs> scheduling, like you said, and it doesn't really have to be like that. I, For that reason, I'm excited to dive into the auto-schedule feature. So you recommend putting your tasks in, running auto-schedule, see what pops up, take a peek at it, make adjustments as needed, and then learn the following day what didn't work the day before. If you set a time an hour to photograph a recipe and it wasn't enough, then note that and carry it over into your following days. And it's always a process. So it's not like if you do it for a week and you're frustrated, don't give up. Just keep trying to tweak what you're doing. Yeah, as long as the process doesn't take you that much time, generally it may be just one or two minutes of work then you get to make this as a habit and make it as, you know, what we learn over time is that consistency is the key. As long as you can do it easily every day, you will get to make it as a habit and it will eventually help you to become more productive. Yes, I love that. That is all stuff that speaks to me so much. So I'm excited to dig into this and... Probably today I will. Um, now, can anyone reach out to you guys if they have issues or questions about the app as they get into it? Yeah. So to reach to us, uh, we have two major channels. Uh, on the website, we try to write a bunch of um, uh, articles uh, on blogs sharing how we create this app and what can help uh, using the app better. Uh, the website is uh, sorterapp.com 
sortedapp.com so they can uh, find more information there. In case they have uh, any question, uh, they can also uh, send us, a, send us uh, a message on Twitter. And our handle is uh, sortedhq, S-O-R-T-E-D-H-Q. Perfect. Well, that's awesome. Is there anything else you want to say about your app or hyper-scheduling before we start wrapping up, Harry? Yeah, as I uh, mentioned earlier, uh, just give it a try. Um, even we talk about the workflow uh, in uh, a little bit earlier, uh, it would be a lot easier to try it for yourself. So just go to App Store, find the app sorted, give it a try at least for two to three days. Then you will know what this app is, uh, the right fit for yourself. Yeah, I always say that about Toggle and time tracking too. Don't give up on it right away because it's different. It's something you're adding to your life that is not your normal. So of course you're going to forget at times and you're going to like for toggle anyway it's like time will go by and you're like oh man I forgot to track like two hours never mind I'm just gonna throw in the towel but no go back and add the time and same here keep up with the app because eventually you're gonna train yourself to look at it more often and it's going to start helping you be more productive and get um, to tackle your to-do list. So I like your recommendation to just stick with it for at least three days and see what comes of it because this sounds like an incredible help for people who are really busy. Yeah, I totally agree with uh, your your take on uh, just trying it. And then even if it is not precise, it doesn't matter. Uh, just do it and then you will see the benefits after keeping doing it for a while. What does your premium feature look like? What does that include that your free version does not? Uh, the standard features would allow you to uh, add like unlimited tasks, unlimited calendars, uh, using all the cool features like uh, Magic Sealer and Time Ruler, etc. to basically schedule your day. Um, for the pro features, it would include uh, things like uh, auto-schedule, reorganize, um, and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, they are able to see the list of pro features when they download the app and get into the settings page. Okay, perfect. This has been great, Harry. I am pumped to try this. I'm going to report back and let you know how productive I'm being this week. <laughs> sure. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yes. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for taking the time out for this today. I really appreciate it. And I think this is going to benefit food bloggers a ton. Harry, we're going to put together a show notes page for you and for this episode. And we'll put together just everything that we've talked about. And maybe I'll even include a few screenshots or something that would be helpful to get people interested and a link to the app and your website and all of that good stuff. So if anyone wants to peek at that, go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash sorted app. Um, and you already did tell everyone where to find you. So I think we've got that. So just thank you for being here again, Harry. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you next time. We're glad you could join us on this episode of Eat Blog Talk. For more resources based on today's discussion, as well as show notes and an opportunity to be on a future episode of the show, be sure to head to eatblogtalk.com. If you feel that hunger for information, we'll be here to feed you on Eat Blog Talk.